Welcome to another special draft coverage podcast from Fans First Sports Network. My name is Tim Lynch, and I have here with me today Mile High Report's draft guru, Chris Hart. Uh, we both write for Mile High Report, and we will be covering draft profiles all throughout the month of April. Uh, but we'll also be recording um, some some you know verbal breakdowns of of players that we think the Broncos might be able to target with their total lack of draft picks, uh, third round, fourth round. Um, today, we're going to hit uh, the running back uh, position again. We have Tulane, Ty J. Spears, uh, 5'10", 200 pounds, uh, 4, 4.47, 40-yard dash, um, 18 uh, bench press reps. Uh, what can you tell us about Ty J. Spears, Chris? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Ty J. Spears is, I think, you know, one of the most underrated running backs in this year's class. Uh, he was a three-star prospect coming out of Louisiana um, and had a couple offers. Uh, one of the most major ones is from Kansas State, but he decided to stay in state there in Louisiana and play for the Green Wave of Tulane. Um, he didn't see much time as a rookie there, but uh, uh, got uh, a starting job as a sophomore but ended up tearing his ACL uh, a couple years into his uh, sophomore year there um, and just took some time to hit his stride. But then he came back the next year uh, and ended up starting 12 games as a junior and had about 863 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. Um, the crazy thing is all that production was on just 129 carries. Um he also showed that he was a threat out of the backfield as a receiver, and he had 19 receptions for uh, 145 yards that year as well. Um, but this last year, uh, he really exploded and, and significantly boosted his draft stock. Um, he had uh, 1,581 yards rushing this year and 15 touchdowns on only 229 carries. Uh, that's over seven yards per carry, and that's absolutely insane. So anytime you see a running back in college averaging over seven yards per carry, uh, you keep your eye on him and see what's going on there. Um, and in addition to that, he even got better as a receiver this year and had 22 receptions for 256 yards and, and two touchdowns. Um, what really uh, prompted me to go back and, and take a deeper dive on him is this year's Cotton Bowl tape against USC. He just absolutely went off. Uh, he had like 205 yards uh, on just 17 carries and four rushing touchdowns. I, I think back all the way. I mean, this is Broncos lore going way, way back. But when Clinton Portis was with the Broncos, uh, we played the Chiefs. And he went off for a similar amount, like 250 yards, four touchdowns or whatnot uh, against Kansas City. And uh, Shannon Sharp was still on the team. They brought off the WWE championship belt on the sideline there. And... I just thought of that moment of Clinton Portis and replicating that to Ty J Spears because literally like he was the champ of that game against USC coming back and uh, leading them to a victory in the Cotton Bowl. Um, so one of the reasons why I think that he's uh, a prospect to consider for the Broncos is, you know, you have Javante Williams that we've talked about, you know, when we were discussing Tank Bigsby a couple of days ago, you know, a, a hammer of a running back and Samaje Perrine, more of a hammer as a running back. Uh, and you look back at Sean Payton's offenses over his career as a coach, and, and you look at certain running backs he had, um, Pierre Thomas or Darren Sproles, uh, guys like that. You, you think of 
even Alvin Kamara, you think of guys who are a little bit smaller, a little bit leaner, but they're really effective on outside zone runs and and, and tight roping that sideline. And Tajay Spears is phenomenal as, at that with the speed, um, really understands running routes and, and being able to get to the outside. But but the reason why I think that he would be such a great pick for the Broncos and why I think that the Broncos will value him quite highly is his ability to be a, a mismatch as a receiver out of the backfield or even being split out wide. Um, you don't see many players coming out who understand routes as well as he does and just the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And I, I, I think he'd be a good fit for Peyton's offense and, and fit that role for the team. So when you were talking about um, about him, I, I was picturing the runs that Alvin Kamara would break for big gains. Um, is that kind of how um, Ty J Spears runs? Uh, is he is he more of like a straight line speed, or does he does he have um, good lateral speed as well? Well, when when you think about Kamara and stuff like that, any guys who are smaller and leaner like this, they're not going to make their their bread and butter on those interior runs between the tackles or between the center and guard. Uh, they're going to use that lateral agility and that speed to hit to the outside, uh, get to the outside and get by defenders. And uh, that's one of the major pluses of uh, Spears' game is just being able to have that balance between the two and, and tightrope that sideline and uh, take the distance. And uh, I was really surprised that he only ran like a 4-4-7, 4-4-5 or whatnot, because when you put on his highlights and stuff like that, it, he, he just blows by people. Um, and, you know, Yeah, and, well, there's shorts, speed and shorts, and then there's speed and pads, you know, so. Right, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things that, I mean, you don't want to compare any of, you know, uh, I mean, Ty J. Spears is a great prospect in his own right. And, you know, think, Alvin Kamara all those years ago, a lot of people didn't necessarily give him the highest grade coming out is because he was splitting carries there and he didn't have a whole lot of reps uh, coming out of school. But then, you know, Sean Payton's got his hand on him and knew exactly how to utilize him and, and, and how to make him be a mismatch player who can, you know, get 12, 15 carries a game, but also maybe five to seven targets in the passing game. And I, I don't want to compare Ty J Spears to Alvin Kamara in that regard, because Kamara's established himself as a, you know, a Pro Bowl player, an All-Pro player, but just the skill set and what they can bring to the Broncos' offense are quite similar, and um, I think that they do share a lot of similarities in that regard. So you did you had him pegged as a top one twenty-five prospect, uh, which would put him in the fourth round. Do you think he's a he, he could go in the fourth, or do you think he'll go a little earlier, um, given how deep? the running back class is um where do you think the broncos could could steal him um it's just one of those things but he's been such a hot name rising on people's boards like dane bruler has been talking a lot about him lance airline's been talking about him daniel jeremiah's been talking about him he had a fantastic combine he really did well at the senior bowl and, and a lot of teams i think he was you know i might be wrong on this but i think he was voted on by his peers as one of the top offensive players uh, at the senior bowl. So scouts got a really good look at him. And like we've said on other podcasts and stuff, as far as athleticism goes, you can't teach that sort of thing. And everyone in the league is always interested in upgrading their team at skill positions with guys who have those things that you can't teach. 
Um, one of the reasons why he might fall a little bit and he might be available on day three as opposed to the Broncos having to use a day two selection on him, one of their first third-round picks, is he did have that ACL tear uh, a couple of years ago, and I believe that in prior in high school he had, he had another significant knee injury. So having multiple knee injuries is uh, going to be a red flag for him. But it's one of those situations where I think he could be around at the top of the fourth or whatnot, but because he's so versatile and he can do so much on the field, I wouldn't be surprised if he does go on day two. Um, if I had to guess, it'd probably be late third to early fourth round is, is where they'd be. So if the Broncos, in an ideal situation, if they're looking for a weapon like him, taking that 67 pick or that 68 pick and moving down, say, with a team like the 49ers, who's just got a plethora of third round compensatory picks. They have like what 98, 99, like 101 and 102 from all the coaches that they've had hired or whatnot, those compensatory selections. I think, you know, if I was George Payton, you know, maybe there's a, a, a scenario that exists at 67 and 68 where the Broncos absolutely love two dudes that they just want to take back to back. But given the amount of depth concerns that they have across the roster and just needing a couple more players, I would like to see them parlay one of those picks into, you know, call San Francisco and get, you know, 99 and 101. And then, you know, at 99, take a Ty J Spears and maybe at 101, take a different player at a different position to need um, and kind of kill two birds with one stone. But uh, as far as Spears goes, um, based on his production, especially, I mean, he had like 20 some touchdowns. I mean, it was phenomenal. Um Probably a third round value, but just like we've talked uh, in prior podcasts, like with Bigsby, there's so many running backs in this year's class. You just don't have really any idea where any of them are truly going to go. But I think, you know, late third, early fourth is is, is fair value for a guy of Spears's talents for sure. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like as a Broncos fan, you know, with how many running backs there are, I'd kind of be okay with him just waiting to see who falls in their laps in the fourth round or the or you know rather than jumping ahead and trying to get a specific guy um you know that's kind of how teams play the board sometimes um, right I'm, I'm okay with that because you it's all projection you know all these guys are projections what you're what you're hoping to see for them at the pro level um so you just have to trust the process that peyton and Patton, peyton Patton. i don't know the, the the two P guys, uh, Peyton and Patton, um, what they got in store for, for the draft plan. Um, but it feels like with as much momentum as um, Ty J Spears is getting from the national media and stuff, they're, you know, a team that maybe doesn't draft as well, but pays attention to the media more, uh, you know, like the Raiders uh, might, <laughs> might go with a, might, might buy into, to the hype. Um, but you know, we'll see how it goes. I think with as many running backs are, I, I kind of have the fourth round pick kind of semi-locked in as a running back pick for me. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's kind of how I'm feeling. But who knows who's going to fall? You know, it's it's we really don't know, like like you said. You know, and it's just one of those things with Sean Payton being here and, you know, spending all that time in New Orleans, in Louisiana and having connections there, whether it be friends at certain schools or just scouts on staff, et cetera. If there would be a running back that he might have like really good inside information on uh, 
considering that Ty J Spears is a local Louisiana kid and played at Tulane, it would definitely be him. There's, you know, part of the the draft, I mean, these teams spend an inordinate amount of time uh, and resources trying to vet every little thing about these players and having a head coach who's from Louisiana. Uh, I mean, most spent all those years in New Orleans and, and definitely has connections in that state. Uh, they're going to have the best information on him as a person and his background or whatnot that plays in the evaluation process. So I honestly believe, I mean, there could be one of 20 backs in this class that the Broncos could take, but uh, I would not be surprised if Tajay Spears ends up being a Denver Bronco just for that factor and the fact that uh, he's just a really good player and he, he fits what Sean Payton wants to do. So um, yeah, I'd be excited about him, man. I think, you know, fourth round at that 108 pick or whatnot if if he was the pick be excited about it because he brings something to the broncos running back room that they don't have and uh that's versatility as a receiver and and top tier speed so he'd be a good pick for sure awesome yeah well that'll that'll wrap things up for today's draft profile on running back ty j spears um tune in tomorrow we're going to close out the week uh, going, going tackle, bro. We're going to cover uh, Pittsburgh offensive tackle Carter Warren. All right, thanks, and go Broncos.